I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome, everyone. You guys, it is miracle season on Bachelor AM with Kelsey Meyer, because I'm Eric Bigger, and I'm also joined by my lovely co-host, Sanaa Moore, who is a fellow AfterBuzz host and writer and all-around wonderful, wonderful person. She also loves oh, Eric, so that's you. great. Oh. Eric is my um, fellow Pisces twin, the, like, mindfulness, mental health guru. I'm so excited to be here with both of you. This is going to be so great. Thank you. Well, thanks for I'm having excited. me. I appreciate it. It's definitely miracle season. It's going down. It's going Move down. Moving with the keys, baby. <laughs> We're ready. Morning, morning, so I believe. much fun. All right, so I guess let's just start. How are you both doing? I'm doing good. I'm, do- <laughs> I'm doing good. It's definitely been a lot going on. Um, I feel like, you know, just in January, we were talking about how 2020 is the vision. It's the year. And we definitely are opening our eyes to see a lot of things. So I'm doing good, though. What about you, Eric? I'm great. I'm grounded <laughs> in gratitude. And I'm, I'm at peace. Um, thank God. I'm phenomenal. I'm good. Eric, how in the heck do you stay? I mean, every time I hear you speak, whether it's on your Instagram, I mean, whether it's your tweets, everything, you are the most positive person. I mean, you have the best energy. And I think we need to learn as well as everyone needs to learn from you. I mean, especially in times like these, how do you do that? Basically, for me, you know, staying in a positive emotional state is just a lot of work consistently every day. Every morning, um, meditation, prayer, affirmation, uh, affirmations, I work out, I do a little bit of restorative yoga. So over the last hmm, probably like say six years, I've been in this like space of just constantly working on myself. And these last two to three years, I've really been on it because, you know, TV, my life change, um, the people around me change and uh, I have, my mental health is important, my soul, my spirit. And uh, these last few months, I've been working on a book, right? Change your mindset, change your energy, change your life. Mindset Evolutions uh, with Chris Randone and myself. Mm-hmm. And these are the tools that you can use to understand how I, how I am the way I am each and every day. And I have my ups and downs. I'm not perfect, but this is what I do. I do a lot of internal work and I stay consistent. I try to focus on the positives and just have a healthy mindset. Like life is good. We woke up, the sun is out, the sky is blue. I mean, how are you? <laughs> so, have you? Have you always been that way or was there something that you were like, well, I need to kind of work on myself? Well, I think I've always been positive, mm-hmm. right? But I think growing up in Baltimore, very negative environments, um, where energy is negative, a lot of bad things are going on around you. For me, it was all about finding that space and that peace and just being, I think I'm naturally, I'm a positive person. So when I was in that negative environment, I suppressed my real emotions, my negative emotions, and I didn't feel those emotions. I just kind of like put them under the rug and just continue to live life and, you know, be positive and have this fake positivity. But Honestly, positivity was my coping mechanism for years. Mm. And it wasn't until I got on the show that the therapist told me that 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 was my coping mechanism, was my positivity. 
And when I started to express myself, my negative emotions, I had to learn how to come with compassion because there was so much uh, rage and anger from my childhood and trauma that I didn't understand. So over the course of time and years, uh, I come from a more loving, more peaceful place because now it's safe where I'm at in life to express myself. Before, I probably would have self-destruct because of the environment and the negativity. So I'm just happy to be here and positivity always wins. You know. Okay. Okay. No, I love it. I think a lot of people can learn from you and especially, I mean, both male and female, but I think a lot of guys, like, I yeah. love how much you believe that being vulnerable is a power. And I think that that's really important. So I'm excited for this book. Sanaa and I are going to read it together. Yes. We'll have it with a glass of wine because right. that's the only way you can do it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, how did the concept of the book come about? Uh, so I would say Chris and I, you know, when I met Chris back in 2018 on Bachelor in Paradise, you know, he was falling in love, mm-hmm. you know, but there were times outside of the show that we were talked about life and self-help and personal development and motivation and inspiration. And he had opportunity to work with a lot of big time people. And I was telling him my ideas and what I wanted to do. And he's like, man, you know what? I help you. I show you how. And fast forward. 214 2020 uh i believe chris and crystal separated mm. he went to move to the other side of the country to go back home to work on himself figure things out and we just started connecting and started talking each and every day facetiming and i've always wanted to create a product i always wanted to write something that could help people especially coming from where i come from where as a black man you're even an athlete or entertainer or actor they don't see you more than that. And so I always wanted to do something like that. And we came together. It took us about maybe two and a half to three months. We just went to work, massive action, talking, communicating, trying to understand ways we can help people, researching. I actually have my uh, certification in um, neuro-linguistic programming. So that's like the language of the mm. mind. So I got wow. that here. So it's interesting how everything just came full circle. So I mm. implemented some of those things. I've read so many books. I went to so many seminars. I helped so many people. And now, you know, everybody wants to know, how do you stay so positive? How are you so motivated? You know, and most times when you're reading books, mm-hmm. people give you their stories, their experiences, and what they've been through. But they don't show you the how. They don't give you the tools. Mm-hmm. So in this workbook, you have the tools for 28 days. Each and every day, you have an exercise to do to change your mindset, to change your energy and change your life. And the goal and intentions for Chris and myself was people got to take their power back. They have to understand where are their thoughts and emotions? Where's it coming from? And a lot of people don't know, you know, what everything going on in the world with the pandemic and the Black Lives Matter movement and everything else, people losing their jobs. It's a lot of negative emotions out there, Mm -hmm. right? So there's a lot of anger, a lot of fear, a lot of frustration, people are overwhelmed. But some of those people, they don't really know who they are, right? right? So if you don't know who you are, how can you figure out where you want to go or what you want to be? Yes, you have a profession or you had a profession, but your profession is not your identity. Mm-hmm. What you do is not who you are. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm all about getting to the root of the individual. Like, who are you on the on the root level? Like, who are you? What do you want? And I think when if 80% of the world was in alignment with what they're supposed to do in this world, everything would be better. You would have the right friend, mm-hmm. the right opportunities, the right relationships, mm-hmm. the right experiences, because you're in divine alignment with your purpose. But when we go after things because of money, because of the job has benefits, or because the relationship gives me status, or gives me fame, or gives me, we're going after things for the wrong reasons. And then on the back end, we suffer, mm-hmm. we get hurt. And it's time to take the power back. It's time to depend on yourself, from yourself, for yourself, to know yourself, and then you can grow yourself. But who are we if you don't know that? And honestly, everyone has been programmed since we came into this world. You gotta go to school. You have to speak this language. Mm-hmm. You have to listen to this person. Uh, you have to depend on the government. You have to depend on politics. Well, so when those things fail you, you're frustrated, you're angry because you gave all your power away into the system, into the matrix, into what we were told we had to do. And when you take your power back and say, you know what, even though we have election coming up and we have these things going on that I can't control, I can control what I'm going to bring, what I'm going to do and what I'm going to think. So for me, I want to be the change and the light I want to see in the world. So I bring that to the table every day, the best way I know how. Instead of me saying, well, this person is not doing that, these people are this or that, everything mm-hmm. starts and ends with thyself. But we're not programmed to be responsible when we make the decisions that we're not aware of. You know how you go to school because your mom and dad said you should go to school? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you have friends because of your environment. Mm-hmm. Um, just imagine, right, in a world where there's no color, yeah. where your, your, skin, your color of your skin doesn't matter. Yeah. And you just love and you you help and you you be with people just because they're in your space. Mm-hmm. But we have internalized and interpreted what a person is based on their color from history, from books, from the media, from perception. What if we didn't give meaning to color on a person? What if you just was, you know, you ladies were females and I was a male and we were just here? What if there was even no color? <laughs> Where did that come from? Where did words right? come from? So I get deep. But oh, now you're getting really deep. I was going to say. I love it. I love it. Think about the thinking. Like at the end of the day, if something happened and you guys are around, it doesn't matter what color of your skin, mm-hmm. where you from, what you believe in. I'm going to try my best to help you. I'm not going to be like, oh, you're conservative. You're liberal. You're white. You're black. You're rich. You're poor. I can't help you. Like, no, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you are a person with the heart and the mind who has feelings, who has a life. If I can be an asset, I will. If not, I won't. But I'm like, we got to start thinking about big picture. Like, mm-hmm. what's the big picture here? What do we really want from each other? Because we want change, right? Just say the world wants change. Let's say, you know, Black Lives Matter. Like, mm-hmm. my people, we want change, right? So I believe in if we want change, we must change. We want others to treat us different. We got to treat each other different. Mm. So I just think it's been hard. It's been challenging. And it's been a systematic racism for a long time. But we can change that. We can shift the paradigm. We can change the narrative. Will it be hard? Yes. Will it be challenging? Yes. But it's worth it. That's when a miracle comes in. You can't just get a miracle because you want it. Oh, I want to fall in love. I want this relation. I want this job. I want to make this money. 
what are you willing to do? How are you going to change your mindset, your mindset, your energy? How are you going to change your life? What is your perspective? See, there's people who have a lot of information, but they don't have perspective. Yeah. Right? I can read all these books. I can go to these seminars. I can listen to these big-time people, but that's information. But if I don't have the experiences that give me the perspective and wisdom, then I can't really relate. Mm-hmm. So if I can't relate to something, how can I speak on it? Or how can I feel like I know about it? I can't even relate. I don't know what that pain is like. I don't know what it feels like, you know, to be a woman and to go through what women go through. You know, yeah. I feel like women go through a lot. You know, they don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. So all I'm saying is that as a whole, as a world, all of us, we all are accountable and responsible for the energy we put out, the things we believe, and the things we do. So we got to start in some, like my aunt, she was on CNN, uh, Renee Myers, a few days ago, and she talked hey. about unconscious bias, yeah. right? Yeah. A lot of us unconsciously are biased based on our perception of things, what we know and we don't know. So we just got to get back to who are we? What is our DNA? What do I believe? Why do I believe that? Is this real? Is this? So I don't know. I'm all about taking responsibility and accountability and educating myself yeah. and um, holding myself accountable because I can control what I do, say, and feel. I can't really control others or what they say or what they do or how they feel. So here, but, how do you make people... I mean, you can't make anyone do that. So how do you try and like instill that in someone else though? You know, it's like, there are people like you and there are so many incredible people, but there are those people who don't believe in that and aren't going to and don't want to. So that's where it's like, how do you cross that bridge? Well, I think what I've learned is we as people, we go off what we see and not what we know. So if we see it, we believe it. Right. You see, as a black man, I see a black guy dunking a basketball. You know, I think I can play back. You know, it's like it's all visual. And here's the thing. Some people don't want to change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some people want to play. You know, I don't want to say they want to play the victim, but they don't really want to change as much as they think they do. Mm -hmm. Because them changing is uncomfortable. I'll give you something, right? Dating-wise, relationships. I know women who say they want a great man they want a guy to treat them nice and be good to them and be responsible and be loving and then they get that guy they don't want him he's boring who don't want him uh, who right. don't want him like, right that, that's that's like, what I all i say but so what i'm saying is, yeah so what i've what i've learned is that it's not that you don't want that guy it's that i think some women are not aware of what they really want mm. and what i've learned because i've been the nice guy for many times Women want balance. They mm-hmm. want a guy that have a little bit of edge and a guy who is nice and someone who's going to challenge them and someone who's not going to be a yes man and mm-hmm. give them every little thing, right? So it's like this. People want fame, then they get it, and then they're like, oh, my God, I didn't think I would have to go through this. And they don't want to be responsible for what they put in and get where they go. Oh, you want a lot of money. It comes with problems or whatever the stereotype is, whatever the perception is. Things are not what they seem once you get it. So I think for me, it's about showing people, giving them tools like the workbook, um, letting them know that I can relate to your experiences because I grew up in a challenging environment and I went to school. I figured it out and I made it out. So let me give you my blueprint and maybe my blueprint can help you 
if that's what you want. But people got to start being responsible for thyself. Mm. You know, because I was telling a friend earlier, I said, it's easy to point the finger. It's easy to play the victim. It's easy to say this person, my mom, my dad, politics, racism. That's great. But at the end of the day, no one owes you anything because mm-hmm. you owe yourself everything. Because the moment I say, well, you guys got me on this bachelor T, bachelor AM, and <laughs> it's because of y'all I'm late. No, it's because of me. I wasn't properly prepared today. So I couldn't get what I needed to get because I was running out of time. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting the blame on you guys. That's me, Eric Bigger, taking responsibility. Please forgive me. I apologize. So when a person can acknowledge that within themselves you have no power but when i say oh yeah you guys pushed the time back and i didn't get the email and it's like come on yeah and so i think people are not aware of what they need to be aware of and some people just don't know what they don't know and it's not a bad thing it's just how they were raised Mm. so i still think i don't know about myself and i'm still learning but i think the conversation has to change we have to be able to sit down no matter what color, what religion, what we have to sit down and just let people talk and understand their perspective. You know, there's been people in my life who might have different opinions than I do and challenge my perspective. And I say, well, let's talk. They don't want to mm-hmm. talk. So if you want to say something about what I'm saying and you feel a certain way, I'm giving you a space and a platform. Let's talk because maybe there's something and your perspective that I do not understand, that mm-hmm. I probably mm-hmm. cannot relate to. So let me have compassion for you and let me learn. Yeah. I think it, we got to do. And it's um, funny that you did say, you know, when you know, then and you have those spaces where you listen, you can actually gain mm-hmm. a lot of knowledge and you can see the other side of things as well too. So especially with everything going on um, with, protesting and wanting justice as well as the pandemic and we're dealing with Miss Rona. Um, <laughs> Miss Rona. Miss <laughs> Rona, man, she's unpacked her bags and she wants to she let us know to she is a tough girl and we get it. Yeah. But um we you know what makes your book special to have in this time now, you know, mm-hmm. of what's going on? Well I just think in general it's forcing you to wake up. Yeah. I'm not telling you yeah, just read it in your notes. Like, I'm giving you actionable steps, right? Brush your teeth with your left hand. Take a cold shower. When you walk to the store or the mailbox, think about your legs and your feet and look at it. Intentionally walk. I'm giving you tools that makes you aware of who you are. When you get up and you got to put on your clothes, I want you to process what is your system to putting your clothes on? Why did you pick that outfit? Why did you wear those shoes? I'm making you think about your unconscious thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's forcing people to do things to make them uncomfortable for the first time. Like, wow, okay, so today you're going to clean up the living room and your kitchen and your bedroom before you do anything. Okay, today, the first thing you do when you wake up, you're going to go drink some water, right? So I'm giving you things to shift your paradigm. To Because here's the thing. People don't get results because of they have a lack of intellect or knowledge or information. Maybe some people, but it's based on their paradigm. Your paradigm is are your habits, your program, condition, habits that you do every day. I'm pretty sure there's people you both know. You're like, well, they might not have a college degree. 
they might not work as hard as you, or maybe you just don't understand their process. Like, how do they get that? Like, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's their paradigm. It's their belief system. It's their mindset. Everything's in the mind. So if I say, I don't think I'm really that motivating and positive. And you're like, no, 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 you are. I'm telling you, you helped me. You changed me. Like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't really think I'm, you know. Then I can't get those results you yeah. see in me because I don't see it. You don't believe it. Mm-hmm. So it's my paradigm. It's my conditioned thoughts and my conditioned ways and, you know, my mentality. Where did it come from? What's the difference between Michael Jordan and LeBron James? You know, Kevin Hart, The Rock, Wilson, like all these people. What's the difference? It's their mindset. It's their work ethic. It's their habits. Mm-hmm. What are your habits? Mm-hmm. What do you do every day? Like, so me being positive, I do these things every day. I pray, meditate, affirmations, gratitude states, uh, workout. That's consistent every day. So emotion, right? When you're moving your body, changes your emotion. That's why working out is good for your mental health. It's good for your soul because you're moving the energy around within you. So, but the thing is, the world has provided ways and teachings and lessons to not give you that power, to keep you controlled, to control your thinking, to control what you do and how you feel about yourself. That's what media is. That's what TV is. Television. Tell lies to your vision. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's actually a great point. Because I'm so curious. You being you, then going on The Bachelorette, did yeah. that, like, shift a lot of things for you? Like, mentally, in your mindset? Just paradigm like- shift. Like, so, 29 years of my life, and I still have a little bit of this in there. I've been a people pleaser, mm-hmm. right? So, I always gave and <laughs> given, right? I didn't know how to receive. Yeah. Because when I was younger... I was emotionally abandoned, right? And I don't think it was because my mom wanted to do that. I mean, she did the best she could. She was 21 when she had me. She was a single mom. She had me and my sister. She she provided food, clothing. She took us to school. But when it came down to, you know, talking to me and having that one-on-one time, that intimate conversation, how was your day, son? I'm proud of you. Um, you're a good looking child or what I didn't get that Mm -hmm. Um, or even basketball I didn't think I was that good guys to this day like why did you stop playing you could play but I didn't have that perception of myself I didn't believe that because I didn't get feedback growing Mm -hmm. up so that's why I'm so good at giving it I'm really good at taking care of people because I was a father before I was a boy I was a man before I was a boy I was Mm -hmm. responsible for people emotionally and so it forced me to give and not receive. So when it came to receive, I always would say no. It's right. My relationships never worked out. Because when I got in the relationships, I didn't know how to ask for help. I just did everything for the person. So they're like, well, this guy doesn't need anything. He doesn't ask for anything. You know? Mm-hmm. So I manipulated myself to help people when I didn't receive. So when I got on the show, it was a culture shock because I'm like, wow. We're traveling the world. Mm-hmm. Producers are coming to me like, you need anything? Are you hungry? You need some water? I'm like, the universe was forcing me to receive. Yeah, yeah we're going to have a truck come pick you up. We're going to take you here. And I'm like, damn, this is amazing. And honestly, you know, with everything going on in Black Lives Matter yeah. and racism, I didn't experience that growing up. I didn't. Yeah. I lived in a predominantly Black neighborhood. So everybody around you <laughs> are Black. So you don't 
I mean, you, you crack jokes, so we, 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 we play, but... Definitely. It, I was good in basketball. I had a decent personality. I did well in school. So I was, a, I was the cool guy, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about not being liked or not getting attention because I had a skill set. I was an athlete. Um, I had a look, thank God, for my mom and dad. And it wasn't until <laughs> I went to Colgate <laughs> University where I believe 3% of their school population is minority. The Black Student wow. Union flew me out. I did a boot camp, and I spoke there, the speech. And they told me about the racial inequality and the things they had to deal with on campus as the Black Student Union. And I was like, and I think, like, wow, I'm outspoken. Mm. I have a lot of energy. I'm an athlete. Um, I'm, I come off as the cool guy, so I'm like, so what do you say to the young Black man who's an introvert? Yeah. Who doesn't know how to express himself, who's really doesn't have athleticism. He's not seen as cool. Because as a black man, when you're cool and you're a hot commodity, everybody likes you. So it wasn't until I got on The Bachelor that I'm like, I was always good with all t- types of people. Yeah. But I didn't know there was resistance, you know, outside wow. of the show. Not within the show, but outside of the show, like fans and followers and people, yeah. you know. I finished third on my season, you would have think or thought I would get more followers. I didn't happen. So, yeah. So it was, it wasn't a bad thing. I wasn't bad, but it just was something I was aware of for the first time in my life because I was around different type of people more than I was before. And uh, so other than that, people will treat you different, of course, because you're on TV, TV from family members to friends to associates to people who don't know you. That was changing. Um, there's some people I don't talk to anymore because of that. Um, wow. And it, 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 it's, it's different. Like, I think I was telling Chris, when we were speaking earlier, people outside of the show don't understand mentally as contestants and public figures what we got to deal with, yeah. you know? You go out, people want photos. Of course you want to take a photo. Of course you want to, you know, give the fan the time and energy. But sometimes it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's draining. Um, you don't get a chance to just be. Like, you know, you get per- perceived and judged based on what they saw in the show. And that's not who I am. That's part of maybe who I was in that moment. But that's not totally who I am. So... And then there's people who know they can get away with saying things and doing things to you, but they know you can't do anything mm-hmm. because you have more to lose. Mm-hmm. I give you, I give wow. you ladies a story. I was in Toronto, right? I got a promoter flew me and Peter Cross out. Uh, Cross, I hope that's said his last name right. Shouts out to Pete. Peter. Um, <laughs> My two faves. We uh, there was a club, so they booked us. It was two parts of the club. They booked us in like the Hispanic night, Latino night. We had a table, it was great. So he's like, oh, let's go upstairs to hip hop. We went upstairs and there was a table. There was a guy, it was a white guy. He was popping bottles. I mean, older white guy, making, you can tell he's, he's spending money. Yeah. But we, we had his table, you know, we're having fun and drinking. And I don't know if it was his girlfriend or a girl. She kept like grabbing at me and Peter and just pulling for us. And, and then with fans like coming into the booth, it was just a lot. Mm. And I guess he was looking at me like, who's this guy? Mm. Three minutes go by. This guy has an Ace of Spade bottle. bottle. 
right? He pulls it on my shirt. No, he doesn't. Shut up. No, he doesn't. So in a moment, I knew I couldn't react. I had to respond. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Are you crazy? You got to stop that. Like, you know, I handled it well. And we left. We left, right? And... And did anyone say anything to him? They just let yeah, him do I knew, it? I knew, I knew he was spending the money in the club because the wow. owner or the promoter was like, we got to go. And I was like, see, if I would have hit this guy, I would be wrong. Yeah. yeah. He's older than me. He's an older white guy. I'm in shape. I'm athletic. I'm a public yeah. figure. I'm in Canada. I'm in Toronto at the time. Mm-hmm. I can't really defend myself like I really want to other than telling him, man, that's not good. And he, you know, he probably, oh, I'm sorry. And then right after that, we got in an Uber. We got pulled over. Oh my no. God. So because I'm aware and I'm mindful of things, I knew the energy was on me that night. That mm-hmm. negative energy, yeah. for some mm-hmm. reason, was around me that night. Yeah. And that's what I try to tell people. Energy is so important. That's why it's good to change it and understand it. So all the negative energy going into off the universe right now, mm-hmm. You feel it. It affects you. It makes changes how you think, how you feel about the world and the things we see. And I knew in that moment, my life could have changed just like that. One false move. Boom. Wow. Bigger from The Bachelor. Press, outlets. And, you know, it was an experience I would never forget. Yeah. I don't hold it against the guy. You know, I know who I am. I know what my energy brings. But. Okay. Um, if you would have did it again, it would have been different. I, <laughs> I understand that part. And also when you were speaking earlier, you know, for me, it was sim- it was kind of similar. I grew up in a, I'm from Chicago, the best yeah. city in the world, by the way. The and, <laughs> and I grew up, you know, predominantly black neighborhood, all, you know, everything just black. Yeah. And so once I went to um, college, I experienced a lot of racism, a lot of different really? things. Wow. Yeah, it, yeah. I went to the University of Missouri too, so it was a lot. Where but, you came Um, I came out in 2018. Okay, okay, so we little baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stop. <laughs> it's good. Okay. I'm jealous. I'm about to be 24 soon, guys. Hey, that's okay, right. We're celebrating in July. <laughs> and um, so yeah, so just from like noticing that I could connect with you on that level and. Also having to um, always double check your steps in certain situations because also with you being a black man too, if you would have hit him, yeah. it could have even blown up even bigger. And I think that's also with the Black Lives Matter movement as well. Uh, we talk a lot about, you know, we have to always double check our steps, double check everything that we do as well too. So. Um, from that and knowing the things that you've learned from The Bachelor, it seems like you've just, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette really like elevated your thinking yeah. and everything. Absolutely. So how do you think um, the show, what would you say would be the main takeaway and how the show has helped you elevate your life and how mm-hmm. it's inspired you? Well, shout out to ABC. Uh, <laughs> and DK Productions, uh, Mike Fleiss and all those great people over there. Um, and here's the thing about the show and, you know, diversity mm. um they did me a favor you know they put me on a big platform i'm thankful for that um i'm also i've worked hard enough to earn a spot as well but it it, it, it changed my perspective on the world because i was able to see what america was because mm-hmm. i was living in eric's bubble 
mm. you know, a young kid from Baltimore who went to LA to chase his dreams. And I was only living in what I knew, but it gave me a world platform to see how people in America think. Cause I was a, the fan favorite and I've, I've been the, the villain. So I know it can go We've seen. <laughs> so, um, I just think it allowed me to see how people see you, see me, right? Yeah. People think, um, like I don't like people think because I'm I show that I'm positive all the time that I don't have problems. Mm. I have a family. I go through things. Um, I cry sometimes. Um, I'm hurt. I'm overwhelmed. I'm flustered. Uh, it's not always easy. But see, the thing is, for me, I know my mission in life. I know my purpose. Mm. So the show actually helped me discover what my energy was and what my purpose is. So, and what would you say that purpose is? My purpose is to transform lives, to transform people, yeah. whether it's entertainment, motivation, um, fitness, um, books, <laughs> seminars, mm-hmm. consulting, having a good time. Like okay. God <laughs> blessed me with amazing, amazing energy. You know, yeah. I know how to use this energy to heal and make people feel a certain way. So the thing about it, I've been in L.A. 10 years. TV has been chasing and so when I got the platform, I was like, I get it. Really, mm-hmm. really wasn't about the show and me falling in love. It was about the world seeing my energy and recognize me as a person and, and, and a, 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 a persona of positivity, hope, faith. Because I'm from Baltimore. You even sell drugs or you play a sport. Yeah. So the, most men there, they don't believe they can do more than that. So I'm like, well... I wanted to do the motivation thing before TV. And I was like, no, I'll put you on TV, you know, get you some attention. And then you can, so TV's the bait, right? These platforms are the bait to get you into my world so I can give you the truth. And did you apply or did they? Well, I had a friend who reached out to me Mm. who was an executive producer producer of another show. Got it. And from there, I just like, yeah, I'll take advantage of the opportunity. Let's see what's behind this door. I loved it. I was happy at casting. Shouts out to Lacey and Jasmine. Mm. Um, hey, girls. After me. Hey. It's just been, it's just been a great ride, and mm. I'm, I'm so grateful for it. met a lot of amazing people, and I'm doing what I always wanted to do, and I think that's what the book represents for mm. me because mm. the book, along with my fitness challenge, I also have a quote book coming out soon. Ooh. Oh, come on, quote book. I yeah. love it. 100 Days of Wisdom. I love it. Are they like Instagram caption worthy too? Do we have some of those? Of course. Yeah, it's you. Yeah, you. It's worthy for wherever you want to take it. (laughs) Eric's tweets. I'm always like, whoa. Oh, hey. So I um, this is a dream come true to have products because most times when you go on TV, you have a name, you have a face. Oh, that's the guy from The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I am from that nation, but I'm more than that. Yeah. You know, I have substance. I have something to say. I have something to give. I can help people evolve and become better. So I always wanted to utilize my platform to do the things like, you know, mental health awareness, um, suicide prevention walks, um, partnership with Power 106 and doing emotion boot camps and mm-hmm. all the sponsorships I have and just letting people know, praying every night that I use, use my platform for good to help the world evolve and heal. Because let me tell you something, like everything I do is phenomenal and great, but if it's not meaningful, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So these products that people can use to better their life, 
makes me feel good because this is something I always wanted to do. And now that I have those products along with everything else, it just makes the future and everything else greater. Yeah. And I just really love helping people and let people know it's going to be all right. You're going to struggle. You're going to have your challenges. People are not going to like you. Honestly, I'm going to be frank. I wished <clears throat> we lived in the world where we knew the people who didn't really like us. Like, okay, you don't like me. Cool. I respect that. I agree. Cool. Great. Good mm -hmm. job. Wear it on your t-shirt. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm not, that's not going to hold me back or make me feel indifference. It's like, cool. I know you don't like me. I respect that. At least you're honest. I keep it moving because I can't give energy to things that don't give energy to me. And I can't give energy oh to God, things yeah. that don't like, there's a, there's a quote. I won't say the words, but Jay-Z, I think is on one of his songs, reasonable doubt. And he says, what I eat, don't make you go to the back. Okay. Yes. You know, so okay. what another person is doing doesn't, what, what I'm doing doesn't affect your daily life or living. So why do you even care what I got going? Yes. What you do don't affect my sleep. No matter if you can call me a name, you can talk, say bad things about me. You got to live with that because it's coming out of your consciousness. You know, I get to choose if I want to feel a negative emotion based on what you're saying. That's what's having being in control of your emotions and having power over yourself. Yeah. Because when you give those words and you give those, that energy power over you, you lose every time. So, so right. it's all about, you know, sometimes a stoic, being stoic, you know, not really showing too many emotions, but responding from a, a neutral place. Because yeah. all things are temporary, you know, they, they don't last forever. You know, I remember my moment on 2018 on Paradise. I know what I went through. Yeah. Was it bad? Maybe. Was it good? Yes. Was it worthy? Yes. I've learned a lot, but the world doesn't remember that. Mm -hmm. That was two years ago. Mm -hmm. We're on to what's next. So it's always important to kind of live in the moment and not to live yeah. in the past so you can plan for the future. So yeah, it just, like, for me, it's my perspective is what I try yeah. to have. I think that's, it's kind of wild and it's interesting that you're talking about that now too because I don't know about you guys but I feel like as hard as this year has been it's forced us all to grow and learn and change and oh definitely you know it's like there's people who I'm like you Eric I give my 120% to everyone I'm such a people pleaser I'm like you can have all my energy and then I forget about myself and yeah. it's weird during this time that we've had to kind of self reflect I'm like whoa yeah, you don't need to do that. And that yeah. person doesn't deserve your energy, and this person does. And it's been kind of eye-opening. Yeah. Yeah. You it, don't always have to comment on everything, you know? You don't. And I think of it like Beyonce. My friend and I, we were in the car, and we were trying to, now we, we were driving. Now we <laughs> And I said, I was, it was random. I was like, you know what? Beyonce gets talked about regardless there's mm -hmm. people who literally said they literally say to this day that she cannot sing she's horrible and i'm like why but and she but she knows like she's the greatest one alive and i could talk all day about it but the main thing is that whether you are um doing something great people are always gonna say you know um oh that's horrible or he's whack or like yeah. she's ugly. like it doesn't matter and that's what i try to tell people is just like you know, what, what's the song back in the day? If you don't have no haters, you ain't popping. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's true. People I mean, are always going to talk. Yeah, People they're will. always talking, have an opinion, and always think. That's that's just life. You're just going to stop living? Got to continue. 
So. Yeah. I need this workbook. Okay. I, no, I'm serious. Gotta get it. <laughs> I literally, it's in my car. No. Mindset. MindsetEvolutions.com slash change. We're going to start FaceTiming Eric and he's going to block our numbers and be like, help. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, I really want to help uh, to make a radical shift in, a, yeah. in, a, in the universe. Like, I'm not playing. Like, I'm not just like, oh, yeah, I have a book. No, 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 no. I'm serious. Like, get the book. Your life will change yeah. and you will look at yourself in a different way. And I don't want people like to feel obligated because of what's going on to get a book or to support. I mm-hmm. want you to do it because that's what you, you want, want to. Yeah. No, I remember that. meeting you and listening to you speak at what well, I was helping at one of my friend's events. And I literally was just kind of doing my own thing, not really listening to what was going on, helping her. And you started talking and I was like, this guy this freaking guy because i mean i grew up in a family my mom yoga teacher i mean all this mindfulness but then you start talking and i was like holy cow so i'm dead serious i want the book and i think that you really have some incredible things to say and a lot of amazing um and especially for men right i I, i'll I'll say for women y'all are so strong oh wait say that one more time i don't think no i'm not really meaning I, I really mean it because I think in my 29 years until I got to the show, I'm 32 now, I didn't have the right perception of women because I never opened myself up to know, right? Because I was so, I got to be a man, I got to hold it down, I got to take care, I got to provide, protect. So with my time on the show and learning women and asking questions and having more intimate conversation, y'all always have to be more than what you are. You gotta go put on the makeup. You gotta put on the heels. You gotta put on the outfit and be, oh yeah, that's like, there's mm-hmm. something you don't want to be that all the time. You might just wanna put your hair in a ponytail with no makeup on and get work done. And 90%, you know, 99%. <laughs> yeah, and so what I'm Drake, saying, yeah. I think women for years have always uh, stepped up to the plate and did their just do and more and held it down, especially black women in the community, right? Mm-hmm. And I think men, we lack the awareness and guidance guidance of our emotions and staying strong spiritually. And I'm not saying you gotta be religious, you gotta be godly, it's like understanding your spirit, understanding your gut, understanding your intuition, mm-hmm. you know, that third eye, that, you know, because you have women taking care of everything emotionally, um, mentally, even physically, they're doing everything. It's like we have to be more than just uh, guys who provide a home, uh, a lifestyle, or money. And I'm saying for all men, but the stereotype that's out yeah. there, we gotta we gotta become more spiritually rich. And I think that's gonna help the planet. It's gonna help women, and it's gonna help the universe. Amen. So, men, we have to step up. And I want to help my young men and the men older than me as well. I want to help them groom themselves, educate themselves be more vulnerable about their emotions and feelings and be present and be okay with not being okay sometimes. Yeah. You know, women, you just tell them the truth. They, they might get mad at you about it, but they're respected. They're like, okay. But all I'm saying is that we have to come together. It can't just mm-hmm. be, I'm better than you. You're better than me. I can do this. Like, no, no, let's come together. So really this, that, what about, you know, if they, after this petition, that's happening. They come yeah. to you, producers come to you and say, we need you to be the bachelor because of this. 
Yeah. Would you take that platform? Because I think you'd be incredible. I think a yeah, lot of people I, mean, do. I think I think the opportunity would be great and it would be phenomenal, but you know, it's more than just me saying yes. It's like what's involved. Like mm-hmm. I would want some different things in my contract that if we're going to do this, I need y'all to showcase this. If we're going to do this, I need this because uh, I'm a person who loves opportunity and take full advantage of it. But certain things at this point in my life have to happen or, you know, would be a certain way. Right. And I even think you take it even deeper because I'll give you guys two two different you know options right so i'll give you one theory right so we have the bachelorette we have the bachelor it's been around for a long time uh shouts out to rachel Lindsay. you know she blessed me i was able to be on our season thank you Rachel. i appreciate Mm you um holding it down um and outside of that there's no other black lead here's the thing this is what i figured out and this is what i believe and i'm aware of for one we gotta understand this is a tv show for two we gotta understand it is a business for three, we got to understand it's a predominantly white audience, okay? So with that being said, if majority of the viewers are white, doesn't mean they don't want a black lead, but if they can't relate or if they can't connect, they might not watch it, right? Mm-hmm. So though that viewership turns into dollars for the network. So not saying like now they, you get a black lead, they might watch it, right? Because it's more... <laughs> emotion and controversial mm-hmm. around it. So it's the same for a black TV show. It's predominantly black audience. You might not see some white folks on it. So I say, how about they just create a show? It could be predominantly black, but how about you make it diverse? Because mm-hmm. I can't speak on what Asian people go through, what Hispanics go through. I'm pretty sure they go through things as well that I don't know about. Right. So I can't say like, Oh yeah, we we it's our time. Like yes, it's our time, right? That's how lives matter. But I try to look at things from a deeper perspective because it's more than just race and color. There's a lot of things involved. You know, people are getting paid a lot of money. Um, and when it comes to business, what they say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right? So if you had a show predominantly if I had a show predominantly black and I gave a white lead opportunity and it doesn't go the way I want. I don't feel obligated. I have to continue to do that. But based on what's going on, I understand the differences and why it does matter. I think diversity in general is good because here's the thing. Perspective, like I said, is everything. Right. You know, my producer on the show was black. I believe him being black was the reason I got far. Mm. Shouts out mm. to Eddie. Eddie Young. Hey, Eddie. So when it also when it comes to like hairstylers and makeup bars, like honestly on our show, we had a white barber. He didn't really know how to cut out hair. Mm. That's something that has to change. That's wow. just that's just the reality. Not no knock to him. He probably wasn't used to cutting black his hair. <laughs> so yeah. I think things in that way have to change for the inside of things if we're gonna, you know, diversify the show. Um but yeah, if the opportunity came, I would look at it. I would um, look at everything involved, um, see how important it is from where I'm at in life, where I, what I want. Um, but I do believe that change is on the way. Mm-hmm. And I think the world needs change. We need to wake up. We need to be aware. We need to evolve. We need to have compassion for one another. 
we need to understand that there is unconscious bias. You know, we need to know that we all need each other. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know what the numbers are, but uh, mm-hmm. I think United States is about 33% Caucasian, right? Mm-hmm. And like 12%, 13% black, right? So there's, there is a number difference as well, you know, that we should be aware of. Doesn't make it different, doesn't make it wrong. It's just something we got to start looking at things from a real perspective because it's easy to want something. Like I had to tell a business partner, I'm like, listen, understand you can have expectations, but no one knows who we are, what we are right now. We have to build that, build up. Like no one didn't know me in 2017. Y'all didn't know me. I had to build myself up. So I can't say, well, look, I'm black. I'm on a show. Give me love. Like, who are you, bro? What have you done? Yeah. You know, and so I just think there should be some diversity on The Bachelor uh, Nation and, and their show. Um, if they want it. Like I said, again, I don't want people mm-hmm. to force their way into giving black people and other people opportunities because someone is forcing you or telling you. Because yes. I feel like it's not genuine. Genuine. I don't want I don't want pity or sympathy. Like I'm fine. Listen, I grew up in a negative environment. I'm cool. I'm good. So and and granted, other people might want that and push for that. And maybe that's their purpose. And that's their moment in life. But I see it as I think diversity matters. You know, also look at it like this, right? If women are fighting for equal rights and they're protesting and they're doing the thing, that's great. So, but when a man comes in and step in and fight for women's rights, it is different. Mm-hmm. It's just different. It's more power. So yes, black lives matter. But when you got people outside of black people fighting and supporting us, that's powerful. Yeah. Because they're not black. So that's, that's saying something about what's going on in the universe. Mm-hmm. And it's just all about unity. And I think if we can get on an a, a even ground and understand one another, it would be fine, man. But like I said, I'm so grateful for The Bachelor and ABC. I mean, come on. I've been on three shows. I've been on Dancing with the Stars. I've been on Family Feud. I've done a commercial for a movie. So it's all love. Yeah. But there should be some changes within the show and some diversity. Um, but like I said, again, do it because that's what y'all want to do. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm in- if y'all continue with y'all show because y'all built it up, it makes sense yeah. for you to have these leads. You do what you want to do. Well, I was going to ask saying that oh, too. Go ahead, oh, I was just going to say, I was, I agree with that. And I was saying that too, being genuine because I feel, and I was talking about this with Kelsey the other day. Remember I was saying, I just hope all of this is genuine and, yep. and you know, people, my other black friends were saying, you know, I wonder trend. if it's genuine. Some people are these. Mm-hmm. I said, we can't really focus too much on that right now because we have a lot of different battles going on. But I just hope it's genuine and time will tell if it's genuine. And, you know, that's not for us to like, you know, try to investigate and become investigative gadgets to figure out. <laughs> but we have to just, I just want things to be genuine. Like if you're going to have, Eric on there, I want it to be genuine. Yeah, not because it, right? it's like, oh, let's just have another black person on right, there so right. then we can show that yeah, we yeah, are that. Black Lives Matter. Like, let it be genuine. Let it yeah. be real. Because I for want me, you to want me. I don't want you to force yourself to have me on your show. It's like going yeah. on a date. 
I don't want to go on a date with a girl who don't want to be with me. But no, how do you me know? Like, no, I'd love to hang out and okay, let's go. How but do you differentiate that though? You guys? Attention, I don't want to be around. Yeah. Um, by action, I always say the what I always say, you know, apologies are they're cute, they're great, especially if you can razzle dazzle it with some, you know, intentions and everything. Right. But change behavior is what really, you know, tells it. Since we bring relationships into this, um, let's say if you're dating someone and they're like, oh, baby, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. And, you know, they say that to you. And it's like, okay, but the changed behavior is what's going to yeah, really action, see yeah. if you're sorry. So, like, for example, uh, makeup companies, um, film companies, all of these different companies who are putting out these PR statements, let's be honest, that say, you know, we stand with the Black Lives Matter, you know, com- or movement and everything, will really see that from um, your hiring. Are you going to be hiring different people of color? How are you going to treat Black people once they're in, you know, different films and different companies and everything? Like, how are you going to do that? Because even in being in television, as you guys know as well, you can face a lot of different things too as well, like with your hair or, you know, just a whole bunch of different stuff. My beard a few weeks ago, it's cool, but Mm -hmm. it's intimidating to some people when I have a lot of hair on my face. Yeah. But I also would say to all those companies and organizations and people who benefit off of black people, yes, you need to make a change within your company. You need to make a change Mm -hmm. within your product line. Yes, if you're making money off of black people, yes, that person should be a lead of your show. Yes, that person Mm -hmm. should be getting benefit. Yeah. Because you're mooching off the energy of a black person. So you should be donating a lot of money. You should be supporting and shout out to the CEO of Reddit who stepped down. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yes. change behavior. Yeah. So if you're making money off of black people, yes, you should feel obligated to help more and do more for blacks. That's just that simple. But Eric, do you think that, so say everything goes on, I mean, keeping it on The Bachelor and every, like, yeah. they see this petition and this and that. Do you think it is genuine to now put... I don't think it's genuine. Right? I I kind of agree. And I think a lot of these things that's going to happen won't be genuine, but it's politically correct and it makes sense for their brand and their image. That's why I said, keep the same energy six months from now. I want to see where we stand. And and I get it. Listen, I get it. People got to do what they got to do for their business and their company. Mm -hmm. But everything goes back to thyself. Each individual is responsible. So I'm not putting all my chips in what a, a company is going to do for me be, mm-hmm. because of what's going on and because of I'm black. I'm going to work my work on myself, put myself in a position where I can receive great things and do powerful things in the universe based on the work and energy I put into life. Because I'm not looking for a handout. I don't want a handout. Yeah. I want to earn mm-hmm. what I get. I don't want you to just give it to me because you think you should. So... And you're also building your own table, too. And you're building your own platform because, you know, I think this is also the time for Black people as well, too, for us to start really digging into our purpose and what we love and what we love to do and see, like, and supporting. I know Issa Rae, um, she, I love her. I've been following her since Awkward Black Girl. And I remember, if you guys are OGs that you remember, she used to, like, just do YouTube videos. And they were so hilarious. But she said she would work with people who were her peers and like work with people who who are just like her and um, and just 
uh, network horizontally. I think um, through all of this and the movement and everything, I think, you know, with coronavirus and then the, the movement and everything, I think it's forcing a lot of people to really sit down and realize, you know, what is going on. How it because America cannot continue to be in the same state as it's been running on for generations and generations. It's just not gonna, it just isn't gonna work. Yeah, when the system reset, when things are resetting and changing, and like I said, just as much as blacks want others to be accountable, we have to be accountable within us, mm. amongst us. And we gotta change our ways as well and, and, and step outside of our boundaries and understand what's going on in other worlds because that makes us better so yeah. uh with that being said man I, i'm just thankful for this interview and for you ladies um, oh, thankful for you. everything it's miracle season miracles <laughs> do not come easy change your mindset change yeah. your energy change your life go get the book we will you know and um you know, just know that we all in this together. We're yeah. all one. We're all connected. And if you don't know about something, ask a question. If you feel triggered or emotionally vulnerable, speak up. Yeah. But remember, no one owes you anything. You owe yourself everything. So stand up for yourself. Take your power back. Um, control your thoughts and your emotions and your life will be golden. Yeah. And I kind of want to like round this out. I want to ask you both. Yeah. How can we be better allies throughout every, I mean, throughout, yes, Black Lives Matter, like the movement and everything, but everything, everyday life, how can everyone be better allies, I mean, to one another? I would say one of them would be listening. Yeah. Um, you have to not listen to respond or listen to make your point or whatever you believe to be right, you know, because sometimes people like to listen to prove that they're right, not to to listen, actively listen, um, as well as, you know, research. And you can look things up and to educate yourself and to ask, but to ask respectfully on things yeah. and to treat people with respect. Um, you know, not walking up to black, like women, for example, and, and like wanting to touch their natural hair and like just, just do weird stuff like that. And also, um, you know, to call people out, especially mm -hmm. your other um, white counterparts. Like if you see them doing something wrong, tell them like that is not right and take a stance because obviously when we say it, we can be labeled uh, right. aggressive, especially men, aggressive. Women were called angry. So you get the angry black woman. And I know mm -hmm. Eric on your season, it was making me upset when like he would go off and like tell his feelings and now he's like crazy and he's like yeah. insane, has anger issues. So, you know, I think it's great for you to call people out and say, hey, no, you can't say the N word. And that's, you know, yeah. and this is why and educate. But um, I feel once you are able to do that, that helps with it too. Mm -hmm. um, just standing by and being silent and just kicking or saying like, you know, I have black friends too. That doesn't... Yeah. That's not going to help. What about you, Eric? Yeah, I just think be curious, right? Be mm. curious about what goes on in the mind of a Black individual, male or female. Ask questions. Um, do things as an ally because you want to from a loving yes. place, not because you want to fit in and be cool. Mm -hmm. And I do believe if you don't 
you feel like you should post or you don't think you should post or you shouldn't step up, I'm fine with that. But just mm-hmm. understand why do you have that those thoughts and those emotions? Mm-hmm. And just know it is a different world. Yeah. Doesn't make it bad or make it good. It's just different because every black man doesn't experience the same thing. You know, but there mm-hmm. are general things that do happen. My dad mm-hmm. told me at 17, son, you have a great smile. Smile on your license. So if I would get pulled over and the officer sees my smile, his perception oh, wow. of me would change. So mm-hmm. little things like that that I'm aware of, or if I'm around people who are not black, I know how to break the ice. Some others don't, some other black people don't. So be curious, ask questions, think about what goes on in the mind of a black male and female. Um, do it because you care and you want to show actions and, um, and, and do your research on your family history. I told my followers last week, black and white, if you're black and you see a white person, what's the first thing come to mind? Don't think about what's the right thing to come to mind. What's the first actual thing? And if you're white, when you see a black person, what's the first thing coming up? Because you might have unconscious bias. Mm. You might have deep-rooted issues around racism that you might not know about. And it could be passed down from your DNA and your family. could yeah. be programmed that way. You know? you know, a lot of times we don't think about that. We just want to hold people accountable because of their skin color. Like, hold on. They were raised a certain way and maybe they were taught to look at blacks. I mean, there's men and women you know, if you bring a different race home, that might be a challenge for the family. And I'm pretty sure you know people. So yeah. why is that a challenge? Yeah. What's the perception of the other person, mom, dad, that you don't want that to happen? What are yeah. your thoughts? Where do you get your information from? And have a real conversation, but do what you can, not what you can't. And um, just be curious. That's all I would say. And, and speaking on, um, you know, also being curious and things and being mindful of, you know, what we think and say, um, you know, cancel culture is a big thing, especially in our generation. So what are your thoughts on canceling as well as um, Garrett? He also made a post about police yeah. lives matter, especially during this time. So what are your thoughts on canceling? So culture what is canceling? And- what does that mean? Actually, I don't even know what a term it term is. It's like, go ahead. Go ahead, Sanaa. Oh, it's like if someone says something and it's just just out of line, just ridiculous, you're not supporting the person anymore. So, you know, when people do, I kind of feel like after talking to you, I kind of feel like I know your answer to it. But, um, <laughs> it's going to be on a deeper level but um, of canceling. But that's kind of like what canceling is, is when someone says something and it's just really like, are you serious at this point? Like, like what Drew Brees said, right? Yes, yes, yes. You trend on Twitter Basically. for a minute. Sonata, and I are like, oh my God, yeah. did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're like, did this man just say this? So here's the thing. People, we all are just full of it, right? Mm-hmm. And this is what I discovered on the show. Most people, I believe 85 to 90% of people love on conditions, right? We don't love unconditionally. So the moment someone goes against what we believe, what we think is right, we want to counsel them and put them out and make them feel a certain way. And we bully them, whatever. Listen, I'm a type of person where if someone does something that goes against what I believe in my judgment, I try to understand why. I try to give them the benefit of the doubt like what Drew Brees said, and the timing of it was completely wrong. And he know it was. But maybe deep down inside, that's how he feels. <laughs> you know? 
And if that's how you feel, then cool. But I can't hold something over a person's head and say, now I might not be as tight or as cool, but then again, I might, because I'm not here for you to approve who I am for you or to like me, mm-hmm. especially if I'm, a, I'm an athlete and you're we're, in, we're on the same team as business. It's all about understanding one's perspective. So I don't believe in counseling people out because people are flawed. We're imperfect. We make mistakes. I think it's about holding people accountable and uh, making them understand what they did and said. But you can't change a person. As far as the Garrett thing, I believe his context, you know, of what he was saying. I have friends who are police officers. I have friends who brothers are police officers. And here's the thing, what I had to tell one of my friends, so not black. I said, it's not, it's not what you said is wrong. It's not what you said is wrong. It's what you're saying is that what you said wasn't, the, the timing of it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not about police officers right now. It's about black people. Okay. Right. Like if I came on your show and we're promoting you guys' podcast, I can't I'm I'm I shouldn't be on here talking about what I got going on. That's not the intentions. That's wrong. But so we want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, Black Lives Matter is a movement and a message that's going on. Not that police officer lives does not or blue lives doesn't matter. It's a time and place to talk about it. So you have to be aware and mindful. But here's the thing. Garrett and all those guys or people were talking from their perspectives and their emotions. So emotionally, they care about these people or they were these people at some point and they're speaking up. But they're not aware. They're making an emotional decision based on an emotional response. So that's where their lingo and their language is coming from and their actions because they're emotionally triggered mm-hmm. and they don't know. This is why change your mindset, change your energy matters because you have to understand you can't have an emotion without a thought. Someone triggered you based on you took whatever that happened and perceived it and made a decision. So I just think I can't, I don't believe in canceling people out because what's going to happen if you have a son or you have a daughter, but you're just going to cancel them out if they choose to date a different person or to believe right. in something different? Or do you love them unconditionally? Now, you don't have to support them, but. I don't know. I'm all about love. Yeah. You know, and it, I don't have to deal with you to love you. But at the same time, you're still a person with a heart, with a mind and things are not right, as we know. But like I said, until you understand a person's livelihood and their mental, you can't really put force judgment on them because you don't really know their history or their past. And I'm not saying what he did or what he said was right, but I'll try to come from an understanding perspective and not be so angry and say, look, let me hear your point. What are you talking about? Why do you really believe that? Mm-hmm. And then they say, okay, cool. I respect that. I appreciate that. But here's the thing. Right now, it's about Black people getting justice. It's about yeah. Black people having quality moments. It's about Black yeah. people having a voice and you know, to be acknowledged for who they are, you know, the right way, not a prejudice or bias way. So it's okay you have those thoughts and emotions, but the context of you using the saying it's just not right in this moment. That's where you made a mistake. Yeah. And if he's not willing to accept that, that's just something he has to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's his own internal battle. That's not our job or issue to try to fix him and his ways and his thoughts. Cool. We try to give you understanding and perspective 
you don't want to listen, you will deal with the consequences that comes with that energy and people will bully you. People will talk bad about you. People, that's what comes with that. You well know, said. you got to be mindful. Yeah. So. I could talk to you both for hours and hours <laughs> and hours. Erica, I know you're busy. And I appreciate you so much for joining us. And Sanaa, I appreciate you so much. And oh, all your you beautiful then. words. I mean, truly, I think that everyone yeah, can learn. Man, I, just don't, I just don't want people just to be feeling guilty. Like yeah. my friends that are not black calling me and they feeling like down because other white people are making them feel bad. It's just not right. We got to yeah. stop it. It's not your job to worry about what another person is not doing. And if the person does mm-hmm. something that's disrespectful in front of your face, like you said, yes, you should check. Call them out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not your priority to make what somebody else is doing their priority. Right? Stop that. Because if it's genuine, like I always say, you know, I, I like genuine things over here. I don't really mm-hmm. like the fake stuff. So yeah. I feel like if you're going to call your black friend to check on them, don't do it because you saw like, oh, it's trending or like it's yeah. on Twitter or you know, do it because you want to. Do it because, like, look, I really see that this is wrong. And it's even like, um, I, I don't know if you guys saw, like, the little, um, this white teen. She was a girl. She was sobbing, crying because she was trying to explain to her parents about, like, their racism and how it's not right and George Floyd and everything. And they weren't wanting to listen to her. And she's like, I hate living here. And, you know, even just being able to, listen and to just if you really want to you will if you really want to do something in life like you will and it has nothing to do with you know the don't do it because you think it's cool because this is not a trend just saying the civil rights movement went on for longer than 300 days so don't sign up for something that you are not ready to take on because our generation is ready to we get active so I love it. And I love it. And I can't wait after Miss Rona and when stuff's really changing and really happy. I'm needing you both right here. <laughs> yes. So now I know you will be. Eric, I'm holding you to it. Um, we'll both have your book. We can chat. We can chat about how we've changed and how we've grown. Yeah. So I just really want to say thank you. And I appreciate you both so much. And like I said, I could talk for forever and I can listen for forever to both of you. Um, but until then, we'll start with you, Sanaa, and then we'll end with you, Eric. Tell the people where they can find you. Yes. Yeah. On Instagram, you guys can find me at I am underscore Sanaa. That's S-A-N-A underscore. And on Twitter at I am underscore Sanaa. What about you, Eric? Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, of course, uh, Eric (laughs) Twitter, Eric underscore bigger. And um, I, I'm all over Facebook, of course. Um, I have products out, you know, yes. Mindset Evolutions, Change Your Energy, Change Your mind, Mindset, Change Your Life. Also, I have a Force Fitness Challenge mm-hmm. out right now with Vanessa Simmons. Pre orders are up, available. And I do have a quote book coming out, 100 Days of Wisdom, soon. So, When's other that than coming that, out? Um, I'm everywhere. I could be spreading love and positivity so ladies thank you it's been a blessing and uh i'm thankful so it's miracle season (laughs) yes truly it is it is miracle season and yeah i can say it a million times but i'm thankful for you both so thank you so much when sana and i start our book club we will be inviting you yeah (laughs) and i'm kelsey meyer keep in touch 
Uh, yeah. DM me. I'll give you my info. We can yeah. chat. We can text. It's all up. Amazing. I love it. Thank you guys so much. And Thank I'm you. Kelsey with Bachelor AM. And this has been lovely. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.